Hey y'all, it's Abby and welcome to That's Life Podcast. I'm so excited that you are here. Welcome. This is a podcast dedicated to navigating the transitions of life and how to do it through a Christian lens. I am so excited that you are here. Come as you are. The Lord has prepared a place for you here. You are not here by coincidence. You are here for a reason, whether that be just to listen for fun or to get a revelation from the Lord. We'll see what the podcast has in store, but I'm so excited to join you in this conversation. So tune in to find out what's next. Everybody, hi. What is up? It's Abby Murphy, the host of this podcast. If you didn't know, here here I am now. I am I'm coming to you live from Friday at 3:29 and I will be uploading this at approximately Friday at 4 probably 45. I'm not going to lie. I, uh, yeah, I've been putting it off. Let me let you in on my heart. So here's where I'm at with the podcast right now is I got really excited to pour into the podcast more and more as I have more time at home. A few, uh, want to know my, my schedule right now. I only have classes on Tuesdays and one class on Wednesdays and I go to class in Nashville Um, So it takes me an hour to get there, an hour to get back. I live in Bowling Green and I'm a student at Belmont University in Nashville, living at home this semester to just kind of refresh my brain, kind of figure out where the Lord is leading me. Um, And, you know, you can listen to that a little bit in the first episode of season five, but I was really excited to just pour into the podcast. Um, I was going to have a lot of free time to be able to really just give this my all. And um, I'm coming to you with all that I have to give, but it's not all I've given on other days. But this is all I have right now because, quite frankly, like my tank is empty in this part of my um, life. I kind of underestimated how many things I would be invested in. I And I'm so grateful for all of those things, but they just require more of my time and energy. And... Uh, And I want to be honest with you guys about that. I love the podcast. I won't stop. But I was super excited to start filming the podcasts. And if I'm being honest, it's just stressing me out. It's not my um, forte necessarily. It's not really where I shine. Um, I love talking. It just kind of makes me feel a little less intimate when I have to worry about a camera and a microphone. Uh, It's just a little too much for me to take on right now. Because And I know it sounds silly, like you just put a camera up, but there's just a lot more that comes with it. I don't have enough money to, I mean, I do, I I could spend my money, but like I need to budget it a little better. I'm not at a place where I can just go buy a rant, like a video camera, you know, so I'm using my camera that takes pictures. And so with that comes, oh, well, the SD card video camera recording will stop every 20 minutes and I have to restart it again every 20 minutes. And So then my brain is occupied on like, okay, make sure you don't go over 20 minute segments whenever you do your audio. And then I have to upload onto my computer and then create enough space on my computer for all of the videos and then do the upload and then edit it and match the, there's just a lot that comes with it. And I don't know if I can handle it on my own right now by myself. I don't really have a space to film. I mean, I have my room, um, aesthetically it doesn't really look very pretty but that doesn't really matter to me it's mostly just I feel called to speak on a podcast and I really 
pray that this podcast goes out to whoever it needs to go out to. Um, But at this current moment right now, it just seems like another beast to tackle filming it as well. And so I'm kind of just taking that as like, okay, you know what? Like if the idea of filming the podcast is what's stopping you from uploading the podcasts and you're putting it off because that's stressing you out, it's more important to get the word out there um, because people are going to hear it regardless. They just may not see it. But I mean, Jesus healed a blind man and blind man couldn't see, but he could hear Jesus's words. So I'm not claiming to be Jesus. What I'm saying is this is the way that I want to serve right now. And it gives me peace knowing that I can just talk freely and not have to worry about other outside um, factors. And who knows? I mean, maybe there's someone listening that's like, hey, I'd love to help out and film. If that's you, let me know. Hop on the Instagram. That's Life Potty or my personal Abby.Murphy underscore. If you're interested in wanting to film the podcast, hey, I would love to do that. I'll make you cookies. I will get you a Gatorade. Um, But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that. But I just wanted to talk to you guys a little bit uh, today about uh, a topic that I've been wanting to talk about for a long time. This is going to be another story uh, of some things that were kind of like faith altering, not altering, like shifting um, experiences while I was off season, I guess, from the podcast. Um, It's in November and today I'm going to be talking about the marathon that I ran in November. I'm super excited to talk about it. Um, And funny enough, today's actually my long run day. Fridays are my long run days. And on my run today, I was just thinking, I kind of wanted to let you guys in on this before I dived into the top, dove into the topic, but I was thinking about just sharing my faith. Um, There are two really big struggles, uh, three really big struggles that I'm finding in my um, faith right now. And the overall struggle of it all is consistency. I think I'm really struggling in consistency right now. Um, just, I think life is changing. There are a lot of things going on that I love. And quite frankly, like my energy is just being, I just want to pour my energy into those things because I was deprived of, of them all last semester, of just wanting to be at the church whenever I wanted to, and now I can go whenever I want, and, um, being around, you know, the people, my family, whenever I wanted to, and now I can be around my family whenever I want, and so there's these shifts that I'm just trying to soak it all in, um, but with that comes what I'm finding, uh, struggle in my faith, and, uh, let me explain. So the first thing that I'm finding is that I am really struggling to get into the word. Um, yeah, I'm really struggling to stay consistent in that. And I set a goal to like do it at a certain time every day. And it just, it just like, I'll find an excuse or I'll talk to people. And then I go through the day and then I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't read the word. Um, and I am, so confident that I am walking with the Holy Spirit all day, every day. I'm constantly praying. That's one thing I'm really, really making an effort of is just my prayer life and 
constant continuous prayer, even if it's not words, like walking in the heart posture of worship is something that I feel very confident in, in my faith. But, um, yeah, if I'm not, if I'm not feeding myself and arming myself with the word of God every day, it's, it can have some drastic effects. I want to know the Lord, but like, how am I going to know him if I don't understand his word? So that's been something I've really been, um, wanting to share. Maybe if you are kind of feeling that way as well, um, there's grace in that. And the Lord doesn't like require you to check off a box every day for him to love you. But also like we have to, we're not always going to feel like doing things. Like we don't always feel like going to the gym, but we do because we know staying consistent produces great outcome over time. And, you know, you're not going to go to the gym once and then have some huge change in your body. But over time, just doing the work that may not seem super fun will create a change and cause a change. It's the same way with the Bible. Like we, and you know, there are those times where we're like, oh my gosh, that was life altering. That was insane. But the majority of it is just getting your head down and getting to work. Um, and so this is a wake up call for anyone that needs it. Me speaking to myself. The second thing that I've kind of been struggling with is doing the things that I say I'm going to do. <laughs> um, I said I wanted to sit in a chair every day for 15 minutes and just listen for the Lord. And I'm finding that I did that not once intentionally, but, uh, maybe I'm in the car and I'm like, oh, I could turn the music off and sit and listen right now. But I mean, intentionally sitting and doing the thing that I said I was going to do. I haven't done it once. I said I was going to do it all of February and it is February 9th. It's never too late to start, but I definitely have missed nine days and that doesn't feel good. So if this is your wake up call to get back on that goal that you need to get on. It's me telling you to do that right now because I need it. <laughs> and my third thing is being apologetic about my faith, which this is a thing I didn't even really realize I had until I talked to some of my friends about it. But I am finding that it's hard to navigate a balance of sharing the faith lovingly and also not allowing, not putting emphasis that like it's okay if you don't believe in the word. Like you don't have to believe what I believe. I don't want to force it on you. I don't want to be forceful about it. But for me to sit here and be like, it's okay if you don't believe what I believe. I like don't think it's okay. I mean, it's um, okay isn't the right word. Like something being okay means like, oh, I agree with that. Like that is okay. That is good. That is accepted. That is um, encouraged even like that is okay. Like, yes, you may do that. That is okay. Like, if a child comes to me and is like, hey, can you do that? I'd be like, yeah, that's okay. Like, yes, I agree with you doing that. Yes, go do that. And I can't, like, I I don't agree with people being not open to the eye, or people, like, not, how do I word this? I'm not okay with people going to hell basically. I mean, it's either you're saved or you're not. It's either life or death. 
And that's why I spread the word. And so um, this all stemmed from something yesterday. I was, I teach at a high school here in Bowling Green for their musical. And I just felt led to like, we were all in a circle and I just felt led to pray. So I asked the kids if I could pray. And, you know, I was like, you know, if you don't feel comfortable, like there's no need to join, but um, I just want to pray over everyone. And and uh, I don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable. So if you don't want to join with us, you you don't have to hold hands or bow your head, but I just want to pray over everyone. And um, yeah, and, and, and someone said, uh, like, hey, like, you don't, don't feel pressured. You don't have to. And uh, I was just, I was just like, yeah, like, like, that's okay. Like, yeah, like, no. And I just, I don't know, this morning on my run, I was thinking about it. And I was like, why did I sound so in- encouraging of the fact that like, someone doesn't believe in what I believe in? Now hear me, like, I'm not sitting here saying like, oh my gosh, like, I don't like you if you don't believe what I believe in, blah, blah, blah. If like, I, there are so many people in my life who do not believe in what I believe in and believe in other gods that I do not believe in. And I love them. I will spend time with them. I will invest in them. I will be their friend. Like we, I have some great friendships with people who believe other than me, but do I agree with that? No. And so should I talk in support of that more than I talk in support of what I believe? Like I should not be apologetic about the fact that I believe what I believe in and it's so hard to walk that line of not being forceful and sharing the faith but also letting what I believe in hold weight and be like but this is serious like this is serious and I do not agree that there there is any other God other than our Lord Jesus Christ like yeah, so finding that balance, I think, just not being apologetic about it. The other day, someone asked me what my podcast was about, and I just, I was like, you know, it's a Christian podcast, and I stopped myself, and I was like, why did I say that as an apology? Even if I knew the person on the receiving end of my answer didn't support the Christian faith, why am I saying that with the connotation of, I'm sorry? I should not be ashamed because when I'm in that church and worshiping, I am not ashamed, but I'm catching myself being a little bit of a Peter in this scenario, like not denying the Lord. I mean, I will, I will not deny my father and, um, but yet I'm, I'm timid that I will cause someone hurt. And I think the thing is, was running and I was like, you know, if I, if I tell people about Jesus, like, what if they don't like me? And my brain like stopped, my body kept going, but like inside of me stopped. And it was like, so (laughs) if I'm telling people about Jesus to be liked, I'm doing it for the wrong reasons. It's not for personal gain. And it's like, so what if people don't like you? You're doing what you're supposed to do on this earth people don't like you for spreading the news of Jesus Christ, you're doing it right then, I guess. Because you got to spread the news of Jesus Christ no matter what. And there are ways to go about it to where it's not harmful and forceful and rude and judgmental. The Lord led with love. 
and his actions and yes his words as well but the lord loved people he met them where they were at he grew trust with them on the podcast i was listening to today he was talking about how like so often we think we have to go out and just like hi my name is abby and let me tell you about jesus and blah, blah, blah. it's like the most a lot of the times the most beneficial way to tell someone about Jesus is to meet them where they're at and grow trust with them first. Like, it can be so beneficial if you grow a relationship with this person first and then say like, hey, do you know Jesus? Your words can hold weight with someone who you have a relationship with rather than a random stranger. And now there are those cases where a random stranger will come up to you and hallelujah, you accept Jesus Christ into your life. But... I ask advice from people who I've grown trust with and invested in over time rather than people who I don't really spend a lot of time with. If you want to tell someone about Jesus, get close with them. Um, and yeah, and I think, I think something that was wired into my brain, I think, now not always, but it's very heavily emphasized in the theater world that, you know, the Christian belief is, is not very popular. And I talked about that last week um, when I went to his story, but the the show is called His Story. But, um, you know, I've grown up in, in an atmosphere where it's not uh, very popular. It's not a very popular belief um, to believe in Jesus Christ in the world of theater. And, um, I've been very bold in my faith in my comfort areas, but I think getting into a new state when I went this summer, uh, yeah, it was scary. And um, I was told some things that out of love, again, out of love, everyone loved each other, but sometimes hard things to hear of like, you know, like we don't, we don't really want prayer around us. Um, we don't really want the Bible here. Hard, hard things that I'm not angry at anyone about and I'm not like mad or even associate any person. Like I love every single person I worked with, but the statements were kind of hard to hear. Um, and so I think it instilled in me to kind of be apologetic about, what I believe in and uh and I look at people who are so passionate about their missions in in marches and in things of this world where you know people are are passionate about their business and they talk about it all the time or they're passionate about a certain platform women's rights um eating disorder awareness I mean all these things and I'm like but why why Am I not shouting from the rooftops about Jesus Christ? Um, so that's been laid on my heart really heavy. And if anyone needed to hear any of that, this is the third wake-up call of stop being apologetic about your faith because the Lord is not apologetic about his love for you. He has called you to a higher purpose 
And if people don't like you or if people talk bad about you or talk down to you because you're telling them Jesus Christ loves them, then sorry to sound harsh, but like the problem, there is no problem, but the the hurt doesn't have to lie in your heart because it may be lying in theirs. My encouragement to the believer who wants to tell people about Jesus is to keep an open mind and an open heart in every situation, in every circumstance, and go into sharing the gospel with others uh, with empathy and putting yourself in their positions and getting to their level and hearing them before you speak. Um, yeah. So anyways, I'm going to pray and then talk about a race. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. Thank you for guiding this conversation and for allowing me to come as I am. And uh, God, you're good and I love you. Thank you for this time and bless this message. Amen. Message, talk, whatever it's about to be. I don't, I don't really know the right word to use, but anyways, the race. So for those of you that don't know, I ran my first ever marathon on November 5th in Bowling Green, Kentucky. It was the BG marathon. There was also a half marathon going on. Uh, the full marathon was just the half marathon loop twice and it was in my hometown. I loved it. And I train. I started training for the marathon because I was really not loving school last semester and I wanted something that gave me a little excitement to go through the days because I wasn't really feeling excited to go through my classes. And so um, I, I was like, I love running. I've ran since I was 13 consistently. Um, my dad kind of got me into it. I I love running. I've always loved running. Um, that's, that's why I didn't do cross country because I didn't want to compete. I wanted to keep the love that I have for running as love. And I didn't want to turn it into like this competition thing where someone else was telling me how to do it because I loved it so much. I just wanted to do it. I just wanted to set my own schedule and just continue to love it. And I, I love it still to this day. Um, yeah, I've always ran, always grown up running pretty consistently. And, uh, I'd say for the past year, I've pretty much run consistently every day. And I'm really proud of that. And, um, you know, people, people are like, oh my gosh, like, like Abby, you're such a great runner and you're so awesome. And like, it's just so funny to hear people say that. Cause I don't talk about my, my pace. I don't talk about my mileage. I don't talk about, um, specifics of the running, but people see me and they're like, oh my gosh, you're such a great runner. And I'm like, mm. the reality of the fact is I'm really not, I'm, I'm a pretty average runner, but I'm consistent. And so that's what sets me apart is that I'm consistent. And I can even mirror that to the Bible. It's like, stay consistent. Like you don't have to get these crazy revelations. If you're reading the Bible to like have to like self-seek and like get something for yourself, then that's a heart posture check of like, you got to read the word to know God. And the byproduct of that is knowing yourself. But if I'm seeking to gain personal gain from the Bible, that's probably why you're not enjoying it. The Bible spits some cold, hard truths. Just as runnings can, runnings? <laughs> just as some runs can be really hard, but you still have to wake up and do it. Whether all you have to give that day is 30% or if you're feeling really good and you're going to give 90. Um, but yeah, I started making a plan for myself and feeling really motivated and really empowered, which was really great because I, I hadn't been feeling that um, last semester. And then, 
yeah, so about 10 days out, it was the first day of my taper and which tapering for a race, usually like the race, uh, outline for like running is, you know, you slowly build up mileage, like 5% growth each week of like making your mileage bigger. And then about, I would say like four, three to four weeks out from your race is peak week. Probably say like three weeks, like three weeks out is, is peak week. Um, where you hit your longest run, it's usually around like 20 miles, um, 20 to 22 miles, something like that. And, uh, that's your long run for that week. And you're running pretty consistently. It's your biggest mileage. And in that training block, um, cause again, I've ran lots of long distance runs. Um, before that, my long runs were looking like 16 miles, um, 15 to 16 mile long runs but I just never like formulated a plan I just kind of like went and like would go to sleep and be like okay I'm gonna run this much tomorrow um but actually writing it out was really fun and so yeah so you build to your peak week and then you start tapering and tapering is just slowly decreasing your mileage you know you don't want to like significantly drop like 80 mile week to 40 mile week. Um, but you just like kind of gradually decrease it by like 10, 15%. Um, and then that's, you kind of like start tapering and then you do like two to three mile runs, uh, and then like don't run at all right before the race. So anyways, uh, I just finished peak week and I was tapering and it was the first day of my taper. I had a 10 day taper, um, before the race and my, I think, yeah, my right, like, IT band just gave out, and I was like, no, 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 I had a 10-mile run that day, and I was on mile six, and I was like, uh, I have to stop, so I stopped at mile six, and the next 10 days, I could barely, like, it got worse and worse, and I could barely run on my leg the day before the race, like, I was hobbling, I, I, it was awful, so much pain. I was like hobbling to the bathroom. Like I could not walk. And I've heard of like ghost injuries when people taper where it's like your mind plays tricks on you and blah, blah. No, y'all like this was like a legit injury. Like I was injured, like the bones hurt. So I was asking all these people for advice. Like, what do I do? Like, I don't know. And people were just like, stay off of it until the race, like stay off of it until the race. Um, and so I went and I bought a brace and I literally was like, okay, Lord, I know you can power me through these 26.2 miles. I know you can, but it's just, if you will, if it's in your will, and I really pray that it is. And my desire was that I was going to finish the race. I had a time goal, um, that, my main goal was just to finish the race. I'd never done a marathon before. Um, and I had a time goal, but once the injury came, I was just like, I just want to finish without stopping. Like, I just don't want to stop. I want to get through it. I want to run the whole time and I want to finish. But the way that my leg felt, I should not have been able to push through maybe three miles. Like it was bad. So I was just constantly in prayer. I mean, constantly in prayer and, um, 
just talking with the Lord and I had this like unusual peace and I was just like, you know, I don't know what, what tomorrow, this was the night before the race. I don't know what tomorrow's going to hold. What I do know is that my Lord has me. My God has me. Um, so I showed up to the race expectant to see what the Lord was going to do. I had no plan, no plan at all. Um, it was solely, I mean, when I tell you guys, I was literally running fueled by the Lord. Like I was running like it was literally him. Like it was the Lord. I don't even know how to explain it other than I was not running by my own strength. Like it was, it, the Holy Spirit was running for me. (laughs) So spoiler alert, I got through and I finished the race without stopping. Uh, I got, and I'm not saying this like brag, but I'm just saying this because not only did the Lord allow me to finish, but he is such a good God and, you know, helped me place in a, a really great place in the race and I wasn't even racing it. And he was just so good to me that day. Um, he's good to me every day, but, um, in that moment, it was when I crossed like the finish line, it was just crazy. Cause it, it, it wasn't me crossing the finish line. Like the Lord and I were hand in hand and he, he carried me to that finish line. It was crazy. When I tell you it was the most spiritual run I've ever ran in my entire life. I had one headphone in and I had worship music playing the whole time. And there was one moment in the race where I was just like, my leg started hurting really bad around 13. Like my leg hurt y'all. Like it hurt, but I just kept going. There was one moment where I was like, okay, Lord, like I feel like I am walking on water right now. Like I feel like Peter walking on water each step. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Like, it was one of those moments where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to have this next step. And then I would, because I was keeping my heart and my mind fixed on the Lord. And so, um, and so I had that thought and literally right as I had had that thought and was, you know, praying to the Lord, telling him this, the song walk on water comes on in my ears. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Also my song for the race was firm foundation. Um, so I started the race with that crisis, my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand when everything around me is shaken. He's, uh, he, he's never let me down basically. Um, and that's truly what I felt. That was like my anthem was, you know, my legs aren't going to, aren't going to power me. My legs aren't the foundation of this run. My God is. And I wrote some scripture on my legs and on my arms and it was cool because I would run and and people would be like, God's got you, you know, and it was just so crazy to be like, wow, you can spread the gospel running through a city. And a smile was just on my face the entire time, not even knowing. I was just so alive. The Holy Spirit was there. I've never prayed for longer than an hour. Um, majority of my prayers are breath prayers. They're pretty quick. I prayed the entire race and I, I didn't even like try, like it was like a, it was just like a, of course I'm going to talk to you this whole time. And I didn't, I don't, I couldn't tell you all the things I said, but I was speaking with the Lord the entire time. And I was audibly like 
hearing these words like, I have you, I've got you. He was sending me so much confirmation like, I'm going to get you through the race. I'm going to get you through the race. Um, When I felt like, oh my gosh, (laughs) like, I don't know if my leg is going to hold up. It was, I got you. I've got you. I've got you. And not even an I've got you of like, you're going to cross the finish line, but just like in the here and now I've got you and that is enough for right now. So be present in the right now and don't think about the future, which is a message that can carry into so many scenarios. Um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. So I hit my wall in the race around 22 miles. Um, yeah, I was going, I was going pretty speedy fast. I thought I was pacing myself as well. Um, I had never ran more than 24, I think, uh, and yeah, so I, I passed, usually you hear like 18 around mile 18 is when you hit the wall. And so I passed mile 18 and I was like, yes, I didn't hit the wall. Well, mile 22 came and I, when I tell you guys, I plummeted. I mean, I plummeted and I didn't think my body was going to be able to move. I've never felt the sensation of not being able to move my body. And when I tell you, it was like seized up. I was shuffling for the next four miles, shuffling. But I was like, I am not walking. I am not walking. I'm not stopping. And I didn't. (laughs) I didn't. Um, Because I knew, A, if I stopped, the pain in my leg would sink in. Two, if I stopped, I probably wouldn't start again because the soreness would sink in. But three, my goal was to run this race without stopping. And by golly, my God is righteous and great. And I'm going to keep running until he, he literally knocks me over. And so I ran and I crossed the finish line knowing that I, I didn't stop running the entire time. And if I would have needed to, fine. But I didn't. <laughs> and that's something I'm really proud of. Um. Because, man, I did not even think I was going to be able to get through mile three. God is good. God is so good. And I had enough time that I, uh, after the race, that I went straight to church at the 11 o'clock and I got to run tech for the kids. So that was kind of awesome. Um, I went in my BG marathon shirt and hobbled over to church and then ate some oatmeal after church and laid on the couch the rest of the day. It was an amazing day and it was so filled with the spirit and now I've got the marathon bug. I love running but I've got the marathon bug because it was such an intimate experience with the Lord and I can't wait to do something like that again. It's kind of like when you go to like conferences like worship conferences or like concert and it's like I just want to experience the Lord work in that way again that's how I feel about the marathon so my next marathon is going to be in April it's April 22nd or 27th it's the Derby Marathon in Louisville and I'm so excited I've been training for it um I've been trying to just keep up my runs consistently throughout the cold months but as weather's slowly getting warmer um I'm gonna create another training block uh that'll actually be coming up soon I think I'm supposed to start I think I was supposed to start this week, either this week or next week, but um, I've been taking my runs pretty easy, just kind of like on the off season, just not really wanting to burn myself out, but just running for the enjoyment of it. And 
the Lord has been speaking to me through some of my runs recently, like, goodness gracious, it's, I'm having a lot of just truth bombs, um, and just time to spend with him. And I catch myself, you know, I'll run with podcasts and or music and I just catch myself not even paying attention to the words that I'm listening to because I'm speaking with the Lord. And that's something that's the thing I love about running is it's such a spiritual experience, especially if you train yourself um, to just allow your mind to f- free up. And there, there have been t- sometimes on runs where like, I'll feel convicted of something and I'll have to like slow down or, you know, and um, the joy of running is, is beautiful because you're there in solitude, able to just be you and the Lord and, um, and in prayer. And it's an awesome thing. And so I uh, am in the works right now of starting a run club Bible study for my local Bowling Greenians. Uh, so stay on the watch for that. Um, I guess that kind of is another reason why I'm not <laughs> filming the podcasts because I've just got some other projects that I'm really excited about and I really want to pour into those. Um, and maybe one day I'll be able to handle adding on a video camera to this as well. But uh, for right now, my heart is with the listeners and 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 wanting just feeling called to try some things I've never tried before and see where the Lord leads in that way um yeah yeah man running what a wild time but in the same breath I want to start vlogging and I want to do that's life vlogs um so kind of figuring out like what that looks like I'd love to just because I have a YouTube channel and I want to post some cool things because I love making videos. I love editing. I think it's so fun. I love long form content. I love speaking to a camera. I love speaking in general. If you can't tell, it's been 40 minutes and I'm just blabbering on. But anyways, thank you guys for listening. Go out and run. Go out and walk. Go try it. Just a mile. Run for 10 seconds. Walk for 10 seconds. Um, head over to the Instagram, that's life potty. I'll put out some run club questions soon to kind of formulate a game plan. What day people would want to run on? How long would they want the runs to be? Where would we want to end? What would we want to get into Bible study wise? All the things. I'm super excited about it and I'm super excited, uh, to see where the Lord leads. Go try something new. Just see how the Lord works in that way. I love you all, and I'm praying so many wonderful things for you. That's life. Oh, what the heck? I've never forgotten the intro. Silly me. We all make mistakes. We're human. I love you. Jesus loves you. And that's life. Thanks for tuning in, potty people, or for lifers, or okay, I need to stop doing that, but I still think it's kind of funny. Listen, if you want some more content or more action on what is happening on this podcast, head over to the Instagram. It's at That's Life Potty, at That's Life Potty, P O D D Y. You can look up That's Life on all streaming services. If you want to head over to the YouTube, that is That's Life Abby Murphy. If you look up That's Life, it may come up, but I don't have enough street cred on YouTube, so you're going to have to put my name in there somewhere to kind of guide you where to go because there are a lot of That's Lifes out there, but there is only one 
group of potty people and that is you okay i really need to drop the joke it's not funny anymore so go check us out i think there's also a tiktok i can't really remember what the name is but i don't use tiktok that's enough blabbering on i love you guys so much thanks for tuning in let me know what you want to hear next and i'll see you next week